Yes, welcome in everyone. This is the Full 10 Yards Betting Podcast, where every pound counts. Uh, joining in on a lovely Saturday evening, I have uh, tipster extraordinaire Adam Wolford from Touchdown Chips with me as always. Adam, welcome in. How are you doing, buddy? I'm really good, mate. How are you? Yeah, we are not too bad, mate. Not too bad. One week. This time next week, I'll be in Surrey. So, oh, uh, so, uh, I don't know if that's a blessing or a curse, but uh, yeah. Um, well, well, for my, well, it won't be. It'll be a curse for my car and the amount of miles that's been racking up the last couple of weeks. But uh, yeah. Yeah, and the fact I probably won't have an internet for a little while either. So, um, yeah, it takes some win some, you lose some. But there you go. Um, enough about my life. How was uh, how's the, how's the penny dropping for you? Yeah, not too bad. Finally had a decent week on my website last week. Finished with about twenty points of profits, which is the first time for quite a while. Um, and all the stuff we put out on our podcast mm. last week went really well as well. I think uh, looking back, I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven, I think seven out of what 13 14 games, yep, hit a winner run, so yeah, not bad at all. Last week mm. with the new format, I think mm. it went pretty well, yep, yep, same format again as we as Adam alludes to there. We're just going to go through every game and give a best bet for the game, and, and then we'll post those on the website. Uh, we'll go through game by game, uh, full 10 yards.com. Don't forget to you can check Adam's stuff out over at touchdown tips or tdtips.com. Okay, Adam, let's go for it. Let's start at six o'clock games on Sunday. Dallas at Detroit. So Dallas are five and four. Detroit three, five and one. The handicap line here is Detroit plus seven. The over under is 47 and a half. Jeff Driscoll looks almost certain to be in a quarterback for Detroit. So I uh, wouldn't be too surprised to see if that line creeps up there for in favor of Dallas. Um, you know, if you think about it, passing was the only thing that Detroit did well with Matthew Stafford in. So, uh, and to be fair, Jeff Driscoll didn't do too bad last week against uh, against the Chicago Bears uh, away from away from home. But uh, Detroit, this is a team that are 28th in terms of yardage against the pass, 26th against the rush in terms of yardage. So, um, Zeke Elliott, who had has had no touchdowns in two previous games, could go bananas in this one. Uh, the Dallas defense is number one in DVOA and let's say third and fifth in passing and rushing yards per game as well. How do you see this one um, going? Yeah, um, it's obviously six and a half point um, spread now. Uh, the over Six and a half? Was, yeah, that's what it is now. Yeah, um, with the news of Stafford out. So, yeah, it will be Driscoll. Uh, I did, yeah, I'm all over that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a pretty decent bet, less than a touchdown. I think you're probably looking pretty yeah, good yeah. there. Uh, both teams are six and three to the overs. Um, on the season, so I think it's 47 it was last I checked um, so I think that's probably a decent bet um, my one good bet for this one or my one bet for this one <laughs> would probably be Blake Jarwin to score 6-1 to one on Betfair um, all the rest are a little bit too short for me and obviously, obviously the passing game you've got a Cooper Cobb um, Cooper Cooper Cobb Cup. Cooper Cobb, <laughs> yeah. uh, Amari Cooper, Randall Cobb and uh, Michael Gallup all kind of fighting for targets well I'd say fine for targets. Cooper's going to get them all, and then the other two will fight between them. Mm. But yeah, Jarwin doesn't get a whole lot of targets, but he gets high value ones. So I think he's probably a decent bet at six to one. Mm. Um, the Cowboys should win this one. I think they'll probably cover the spread. Yeah, I think so. Best bet for me in this one, Cowboys to, uh, on, the, on the handicap. I'm surprised it's not creeping up to to eight and a half nine. To be to be quite honest, and uh, quite like Tony Pollard, seven to one any time. He uh, could get a bit of garbage time as well if Dallas blow this one out, and uh, you know they tend to. Uh, yeah, we we've said on the on the podcast for a couple of weeks now that Pollard tends to get a couple of series now rather than the odd uh, maybe third down or the or the spelling uh, Zeke Elliott. So uh, in a game where you know they they could easily be up 14, 21, maybe what twenty, maybe even twenty eight going into the you know, middle of the third quarter, Tony Pollard's going to get a lot of garbage stuff. 
um, at seven to one. I thought was not too bad. And Gallup five to two as well. He's um, had a few nice touchdowns so far this season. He gets he gets some pretty decent um, targets from Dak Prescott in terms of value. He's saying there about Jarwin, but he also does quite a lot with his targets in terms of uh, touchdown wise. He had that nice one. I think was it against Minnesota last week where he uh, tiptoed across the. Uh, the uh, sideline there and in, in, into the end zone as well. So five to two, I thought was a slightly bit high as well for a, for a Dallas team that should easily put be putting thirty up on this one as well. So what was your what was your number one bet, Blake Jarwin? Yeah, yeah, I've not got too much else on that one. It'll either be as you say the spread. I think it might have crept up to seven now, but six and yeah. a half should be available somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah, just Jarwin at six to one. Okay, not a problem. Let's move over to NFC South. Then a couple of games here: New Orleans at Tampa Bay. New Orleans are seven and two after their shock defeat uh, by Atlanta last week. Tampa Bay three and six. The line here is five and a half points given to Tampa Bay at home. Over under here is forty nine. This is a uh, New Orleans team: Kamara and Latavius Murray going up a, a stout run defensive uh, in Tampa Bay. Uh, no, no Marshawn Lattimore for the New Orleans Saints. So usually he sh- he shuts down Mike Evans, so he could go a bit uh, a bit wild in this one as could Chris Godwin um, yeah interesting game this one last seven games for Tampa Bay have all gone overs um, nine and two um, in, in terms of unders uh, in Tampa Bay between these two teams uh, historically as well so uh, and that includes five and one in the last six um, in, I can't I, I can't really find a bet for this one to be quite honest no, um, after last week, us kind of, or me laughing at Michael Thomas being set over nine and a half receptions, um, I thought that was ridiculous and he ended up with 13. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, another double, double double digit reception game for him. But this week, he's um, set to eight and a half receptions, mm. which against one of the worst pass defences in the league, I thought was ridiculous. So, that will be my one for this game is uh, Michael Thomas over eight and a half receptions. Um, other than that, it's, it's a difficult one because... You want to look at Kamara and people like that, but he's only scored two touchdowns this year, which is just crazy. Um, you just you wouldn't have ever thought it. Um, the Saints are six and three against the spread, so not not a bad one probably to lean that way. But we both know that Tampa are capable of putting up points, so it mm. should be a high scoring game. Yeah, um, you, I would lean to the overs, but. I probably wouldn't take it to be honest, just because mm. yeah, it's, it's a little bit line. tough with it being yeah. a divisional game and they're used to each other. Yeah, I, mean, um, I think I think I think you need to to throw the the last week's game for New Orleans in terms of defense out the out the way, and um, it'd be like say Tampa Bay can easily put some points up, and it's it's a tough one because you're asking around what twenty you're looking at a twenty seven twenty four game really or something something of that ilk, and whilst both of those teams can get can get to those points. Yes, it's a difficult one. I, I think in a, in a game where there could be a lot of points, I think rather than betting the line or betting the totals, maybe just take a couple of players because you've got people like Godwin and, and Evans all all um, you know better than Evans to, to score a touchdown. And even Michael Thomas is 10 to 11. So, um, yeah, he doesn't score many. Yeah. Um, but yeah, God, Godwin and Evans over even, I think, is probably a very good bet if uh, Latimore does miss out. Yeah. Okay, anything else in uh, Tampa Bay for you? No. No, 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 just like I say, Michael Thomas over eight and a half receptions. Uh, we'll probably stick with that one. Okay, let's move to the other game then in the NFC South. Atlanta two and seven against the five and four Carolina Panthers. The line here is four and a half uh, in favour of Carolina, getting the minus there. Um, was I think it was a, a couple of points a bit bigger earlier in the week. So I think people are starting to take Atlanta, which I'm not quite sure. That's that's got uh, one game knee jerk reaction written all over it. Over under here is forty nine. Uh, funnily enough, Adam, this is Atlanta. Atlanta's first outdoor game. Uh, the reason that I bring that up is Atlanta are three and ten against the spread outdoors in the last two years. 
Uh, Brian Hill, obviously, in at running back for Atlanta. No Hooper, no Devonta Freeman either. Uh, could be a Calvin Ridley game. I can't remember the name of the slot corner that's out for Carolina. But, uh, yeah, this could be a uh, decent... Bradbury. Bradbury, that's it. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so it could be a decent Calvin Ridley game if you are uh, intended on the, uh, the, the kind of the player props. Uh, my bet here is probably Carolina handicap, considering it's coming down to four and a half. But yeah, probably. Uh, do, do you think it's fair? It's probably a one game overreaction on the Saints game last week. That that would be my um, that would be my prognosis of it. Yeah, I, the Saints v Falcons is the biggest game for the Falcons this year. Obviously, they're dead in the playoff hunt. There's no point for that. So last week was their Super Bowl, essentially. So I'm not surprised that they've got up for it. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough one to call, though, because I'm not sure I trust Carolina that much. Mm. But they've been grinding out the results. So it's difficult difficult to go against them. Mm. Uh, and obviously this week, uh, you've got the Falcons without Austin Hooper, who's one of their... He's a, he's a big player for them. Um, and obviously without Devonta Freeman, so you're down to... Brian Hill, uh, possibly Quadre Olliston, the rookie, getting a little bit of action as well. Um, so th- th- it's a tough one because the Panthers are very good against the pass, but they're awful against the run. But will Brian Hill be able to exploit them on that is mm. is the question. Yeah. Um, I think he'll do a decent job. Uh, so my one bet for this game would be Brian Hill over 61.5 rushing yards, uh, 1.92 on 888. Um, just because he will get the opportunity and he is facing an awful run defence. Mm. Um, also looking at 13-1 to 1 on Quadre Olison to get uh, a touchdown if you thought that they might go to the second in charge, uh, who I think I think it'll be Olison. Um I'm not sure which other running back they've got there. No. Top of my head. no, can't remember either. Um, yeah, interesting one. Interesting game. Should be should be Carolina. I say that line a bit, is a bit weird for me because uh, that kind of insinuates on a, on a uh, on a neutral field, won't it be what Carolina be a point favorite or or pick them? I don't don't quite think that's right for me. Yeah, one and a half, two point favorite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one one thing I will say, I think the corners for Carolina are a, bit, are a, a, tight, a tad beaten up. You mentioned Bradbury there, but I think some of the other guys are a bit beaten up as well. So Julio Jones and all the rest. Of, you know, if you've got if you're going to have one person uh, to exploit, that's going to be Matt Ryan and and those wide receivers as well. But I think he's been limited this week as well, Matt Ryan as well. So uh, maybe keep an eye out on. The injury report on that one. Let's move over. Talking of injury reports, Nick Foles has come off it, isn't he? He's back for Jacksonville as they travel to Lucas Oil Stadium in the Indianapolis Colts. Jo- Jacoby Prissett himself has uh, has been on the injury report this week. Jacoby Prissett, not on two record against Jacksonville so far, uh, but he's six and four in the NFC South. Um, again, not quite sure how how limited he was uh, and how limited he might be on the field on Sunday. But this is the Indianapolis Colts coming off um, a devastating, devastating, and di- really disappointing loss against Miami last time out. Um, obviously, that was with Brian Hoyer, so um, can't really read too much into that, but you still should be should be beating uh, Miami. Uh, kind of concerned in this one in terms of Indianapolis. They've, they're playing at Houston on Thursday Night Football in Week 12 as well, so it's kind of that funny little spot for Indianapolis where Jacoby Brissett, yeah, he's going to be kind of probably playing within himself, obviously with an eye looking forward to Thursday. Uh, but Jacksonville are seven zero and one in the last eight games against uh, Indianapolis against the spread. So um, the two and a half there that Indianapolis are giving them uh, is not a line I particularly like, but um, it's it's a hard one to call. The over under here, Adam forty three. Yeah, um, that's an interesting one for Jacksonville in Indy, um, as you say with. With the Colts looking ahead, possibly to the Thursday night game, which is arguably is a big game for them, it, it could be a good spot for Jacksonville. Mm. Just depends how Nick Foles come back. Obviously, yeah. we we don't really know. He is the most efficient quarterback in the league. He's scored a touchdown with uh, in 
one in every five of his passes so far this year, which because <laughs> uh, he threw five passes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five passes in that first quarter. Yeah, uh, yeah. touchdown to DJ Chark. Um, yeah, it's it's a really tough one to call because frankly we don't really know how either team's going to be. So um, I've avoided most of it. Um, I've gone for DD Westbrook over four and a half receptions because everyone in preseason was convinced he was going to be the man with Foles because of their preseason work. Um, he was very highly targeted in preseason by Foles. So mm. I thought four and a half, give him um, five targets, is not not the toughest in the world. So yeah, I thought I'd go for that one for mm. the bet for this game for me. Mm. Yeah, is T.Y. Hilton still missing for Indianapolis? I think he's another week, week or two. I so. I've not heard much about him. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to say this. Probably a stay away. If you can get a plus three, maybe I'll take Jacksonville plus three. But yeah, Nick Foles coming back, like you say, it's going to be something that Indianapolis haven't seen yet, really, with uh, with them as, as visiting with Jacksonville. But uh, obviously, they usually ram Leonard Fournette down their throats anyway. But um, yeah, probably, yeah, there was. One one weird kind of quirk this year is all six teams that have played in London coming off their bye, they've all lost. Well, there you go. Uh, so far this year, so obviously you've got Jacksonville and Houston this week, mm. uh, all losing off their bye so far. So mm. it, it it may mean nothing, it may mean something, but that was just a weird kind of quirk of the season so far. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait for uh, we'll wait for hindsight on that one. Uh, okay, let's move over to Minnesota. They welcome in the Denver Broncos. Uh, Minnesota hit are minus ten. The over under is forty. I think this one's going to. Yeah, both of these defenses are pretty stout. You know, Denver sixth and Minnesota eighth for uh, defensive DVOA. So probably going to you're probably going to find quite a lot of rushing in this game. Probably might be a quick game actually as well. So. Um, here's, a, here's a good stat for you. When Minnesota are ten plus point favourites, the unders are ten and one since two thousand and seven, and that one only missed by half a point as well. So uh, certainly the trends look to to an under, but I don't really like the under of forty. Despite you know Brad Allen being a quarterback for Denver, I can't see Denver scoring that many points unless they can get up something going on the ground. But considering Adam, they've recently just uh, stifled Ezekiel uh, Elliott. I'm not sure they'd be worried too much about Philip Lindsay and uh, Royce Freeman. No, that's um, that's a nice stat. Um... Thanks. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the the Vikings and Zimmer are fairly dominant against bad teams in their own stadium. I think there's something like 75% against the spread against um, poor teams. Uh, it's a one o'clock kickoff over there. Uh, Kirk Cousins uh, kind of slot, so he's quite happy with that. Zimmer beats up on rubbish teams, hence the um, spread results. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was something like 30 to 7 or... 28-7 or something something stupid like that just because yeah. I think they'll cover the spread and by the sound of it, it should go under. Mm. Um, yeah, the Vikings are definitely the better team here. That I'd imagine they're without a feeling again. Yeah, I'm I sure so. they are. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, that, that hurts him and it hurts Diggs, but Dalvin Cook was amazing last week. I watched the highlights and every run seemed to be eight, nine yards. He just yeah. seemed oh, to have so much him. burst yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, couldn't stop him. Yeah, he's so good to watch. So yeah, the one... One thing I've got on this one is Cook over 42 and a half receiving yards um, just because I thought it was a fairly decent line on him. Mm. Um, I can't remember the top of my head. I did have a quick check earlier. And I think he's here about half mm. half the games this year. Uh, yeah, he was like... Uh, no, only, only, only four, but he's hit over 42 and a half in the last three. Right, okay. Yeah, not bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's certainly uh, against Dallas. He looked like de- um, def, uh, greased up deaf guy in Family Guy. Yeah, yeah, he was unstoppable. He was just slipping through everywhere. You ever got to catch me? <laughs> Probably did that wise. Worst is doing it. Uh, okay, let's move on to game of the week. New New York Jets at Washington. Jets two and seven. Washington at one and eight. Um, Washington minus two here over under. I think one of the lowest of the week. Thirty eight point five. 
Oh my god. Um the Washington Redskins don't really match up too well against the Jets here. Jets you know much better better defending the run and that's all Bill Callahan has wanted to do since he's taken over there in Washington. Dwayne Haskins is the quarterback for Washington this week. Uh Darius Geis should see uh, should see the field again uh, once again. Just it's only a matter of time before he probably leaves it again. But there we go. Um, here's the last six weeks passing yards from Washington quarterbacks. 121, 78, 166, 50, 131 and 116. Not great. Uh, Washington Redskins have lost their last eight at home. Um, so I suppose, I know the Jets Jets uh, got the b- boosted by the news that Adam Gase is going to be there next season as well. So... Um, yeah, they obviously won against the Giants last week. Uh, probably just about take the Jets in this one, but it's not a game I like at all. Yeah, it's a weird one. They, um, I think it was one. Uh, they were one point underdogs earlier in the week. They're two points now. Mm. Uh, the Jets are getting two, which seems just crazy to me. I don't really get no. how anyone can bet on the Redskins. I mean, I, I don't get how anyone can bet on the Jets, to be honest. But mm. it seems weird that there's been money for the Redskins. It's just. It's one of those where if you, you, you have to, you put, someone puts a gun to your head and select, you'd rather take the bullet, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> frankly. Yeah, I mean, no one in their right mind is going to watch this, so it's just a weird one. Um, I, I haven't gone for this, but Dwayne Haskins' passing yards, 184.5. I mean, you've got to take the under on that one, given the line of um, passing uh, passing yards that you just read out to us. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, I don't think, I think it's been a month since Washington last scored a touchdown. Um, obviously they had the rain game and then they've had a couple since where they've mm. just been pretty awful obviously yeah. just using AP constantly um, it'll be interesting to see the split with guys tomorrow whether guys gets a bit more of a load than mm. AP does mm. uh, the AP yards are fairly low if you think that he's going to get a bit of it still he's 41 mm. and a half yards is set mm. well, sure. what, what, do you, what do you reckon I, I reckon they'll probably go two thirds AP one, one guy so do you reckon it's more split or I uh, I guess logically you would go AP, but the season's mm. over, so you may as well give the rookie, well, not the rookie, the second-year guy who's barely played, give him a go mm. uh, and get him out there. But we don't know how fit he is. So, no. yeah, I'd, I'd say 2-1 to one AP would be the logical kind of way to do it. But mm. you never know nowadays. I mean, no. Especially with the new head coach who doesn't seem to really know what he's doing anyway. No. Mm. Um, but, yeah, from the Jets' point of view, it's, it, again, who knows? Uh, they've been so bad recently. Um, my one bet will be uh, Jameson Crowder over four and a half receptions. Not the best of odds. It's one point seven one. Yeah, about no. four to six or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, he's certainly been catching the ball a lot. His uh, hands must be hurting. His hands must be throbbing. Yeah, yeah, he, he gets a lot of balls, especially in the first few drives when they're all scripted. Yeah, uh, the Jets have scored on their first drive, I think, three weeks in a row. Mm. So um, taking them first quarter actually is probably um, probably not, not bad. bad bet. Yeah, not bad at all. Okay, moving on. Uh, Buffalo at Miami AFC East clash here. Miami are six and a half point underdogs over under here is 40.5. This is the first time uh, that Buffalo have been over four point favourites on the road since 2014. And it's the only time they've uh, been like that in 11 years. So uh, obviously the second time in 11 years there that they are bigger than four point row favourites. Miami playing a bit harder the last couple of weeks. Obviously that win... Uh, in Indianapolis last week, have quite. A, I mentioned it previously, you know, months ago on the on the podcast. They do get a subtle home field advantage due to the heat, and someone like Buffalo coming all the way down south, uh, generally, whilst obviously they do it every year, uh, so we'll still catch everyone out. If you can, you know, you get used to playing in the cold, to so then go into the sapping heat uh, of the south of Florida, uh, it's not, uh, not not great. You can't really 
can't really plan for that too much. Um, Miami covered uh, five straight in their last year against the spread, which is the current longest streak in the NFL. Uh, Miami actually run Buffalo quite close in the reverse fixture a few weeks ago. So, uh, you know, if it wasn't for the Mika Hyde uh, onside kick return for a touchdown, it would uh, would have been obviously a lot closer than it was. So uh, I suppose in, in that instance, I'd go plus 6.5 Miami. But again, don't really like anything in this game. Um, don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, pretty much what you said. Um, they covered a big spread last time. The Dolphins did. Uh, they should have. Oh, they were very, very close to winning that game straight up, mm. to be honest. So, yeah, like you said, it was a weird weird ending to that game that got Buffalo the win. Um, Miami have got the longest winning streak in the FC East, which is uh, quite <laughs> something on a, with the whole two games. Two games, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tough one to call because, again, Buffalo have got a poor run defence compared to their pass defence. But who are the Dolphins going to use to exploit it? Because Kalen Blage just isn't good enough. Uh, and outside of him, they haven't really got anyone else. So it, it's going to be tough because you're going to imagine Tredavious White is going to take Devante Parker uh, out of the game. So he will be completely useless. So if you wanted some bigger odds, you can look at one of the other Miami pass catchers, someone like Albert Wilson. Mm. Maybe I'd imagine he'll be pretty big odds. But yeah, I've gone with Devin Singletary over two and a half uh, receptions at five to six. Uh, three six five and sky bet pretty much everywhere. He's hit that in the last three games, mm, uh, and yeah, like seems that. to be getting a bigger role. Mm. Uh, maybe not take him to get a touchdown because it seems like Fangor's still getting the goal line work. But yeah, over two and a half receptions for Devin Singletary will be my bet on that one. Yeah, like it a lot. Like it a lot. Uh, the actual game of the week this week, well, one of them anyway. Uh, Houston at Baltimore. The six and three Texans travel to the seven and two Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore are four and a half point favourites in this one. The over under is fifty one and a half. Uh, Baltimore have hit 23 points at least uh, in every game this season. They've actually scored uh, 30 or more in their last three. Um, Houston have scored 23 in their last five as well. So the line probably looks about right. Uh, this is a case where both defences are a lot worse than, than the uh, the opposing offences. Uh, both teams are top four in terms of points per drive. So yeah, they, these two teams are going to keep the, t- the scoreboard ticking over. And that's mainly because they've got two mobile QBs. Um, Texans off a bye, and I suppose the Ravens are as well, technically. Um, sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Um, yeah, over no, on... no, it's fair. It is fair. It is fair indeed. Um, yeah, as I say, should be should be a classic. As whilst I probably take Baltimore with home field advantage, um, should be a good game. And to say if you don't have a bet on it, probably makes the game a bit more interesting. But I don't know what you would go with in this one. Yeah, this one should be a beauty. It should be, like you said, it's game of the week. It should have been flexed, really, but from what I've heard, it's uh, it's quite a lot on the line here as well because it's kind of a fight for the uh, two seed, isn't it? Uh, and yeah, maybe even the one seed wanna... if you're the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, I think the Ravens are in with a legit- legitimate chance. Of, legitimate. Uh, possibly uh, <laughs> pipping. I've, I've been drinking. Uh, possibly pipping the Patriots to um, get the number one seed in the AFC. So. Mm. It's definitely worth them keeping going, and that's pretty much my uh, my theory on this one. I think Baltimore yeah, minus four is a pretty decent bet by itself. Uh, them back at home, and as you say, uh, well, as I said earlier, the London teams coming off a bye have all lost this year. Yeah, um, and as as you've quite rightly pointed out, the Ravens pretty much had a bye last week. They even threw out some weird, weird, crazy stuff just for the sake of it, which seemed a bit of a strange decision because they could have used it a bit later in the season without people seeing it but there you go they found the need to embarrass the Bengals mm. and they did a bloody good job of it so I can't really moan about it mm. um, yeah I think the Ravens win this one I think they cover 
I do obviously like Lamar Jackson scored touchdown again. He has scored quite a few this year. Um, but my bet on it will be Duke, Duke Johnson Jr. over 24 and a half receiving yards, uh, 1.9, so uh, 10 to 11 on 888. Uh, the Texans may well be trailing, so they're probably going to use the passing back quite a lot. And that's him. Um, mm. He's hit that line in a couple of games in a row. Yeah, got, he had a fair few men out of targets, I think, in that, in London as well. So He had loads in London, yeah. It was... Yeah. Um, yeah, one that we got to see live. So, mm, absolutely. yeah, he, he killed them in London. Mm. I think he ended up with 66, 67 yards. Yeah, um, that touchdown as well. Uh, yeah, bet for me in this one, just probably, I'll just probably keep it simple and go overs on that one. Yep. Okay, let's move over to Arizona, uh, travelling to the Bay Area, Levi Stadium to face the eight, now 8-1 eight and one San Francisco 49ers. Take a lot of pressure out saying that. San Francisco minus 10 on the handicap. Over under here is 45. Re- obviously rematch from a couple of weeks ago on that Thursday night football. Um, Arizona probably uh, scoreline flattered them probably a little bit um, in a close a close Niners win in the end. Obviously that Andy had Isabella long touchdown towards the end. No, but uh, San Francisco since then have um, probably added quite a lot to their injury list no George Kittle, no Ronald Blair, uh, no Joe Staley out with a f- uh, fractured finger. I think he had surgery on that. Uh, Quan Alexander, I say he, I've say, i said on the uh, earlier podcast in the week, he's done uh, as well. So I'd be interested to see how they kind of San Francisco deal uh, with those gaps that are starting to appear. But let's be, let's be honest, it's still uh, a stout front line, still a, a decent defence. Um, I, I won't talk about Jimmy G at all. Oh my God, he looked absolutely awful. Uh, on Monday, on that. I said I wasn't going to talk about it, so I'm not. Um, anyway, uh, Arizona have um, scored 25 points or more in their last five or six games, so that probably points to the over uh, in terms of, of of that as well. But um, yeah, didn't really have a lean either way in this one. Um, no, I would lean to the Cardinals getting the ten. Um, obviously, they covered a bigger spread than that on their own ground um, a couple of weeks back, so. You've got and they've looked good. I've been really impressed with yeah, the Cardinals. Yeah, to be yeah. honest, it was obviously a bit of an experiment coming into the season. They, the Kingsway and Kyler thing, and Kyler's looked decent. He threw his first interception um, for quite a long time last week. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. Yeah, we played um, a break record yeah, two hundred and eleven. Two hundred eleven. Yeah, I was going to say two twelve. So yeah, it was um, his first interception in a very long time, and mm. they've been playing it well. Um, annoyingly, the Cardinals have said they're going to do an RBBC next week, which seems ridiculous after you watch some of the David Johnson runs where he was completely ineffective. It seems much more sensible to just give the ball to Kenny and Drake, who's been, seems like he's been playing well and obviously had a big game against the 49ers in that one a couple of weeks back. Uh, someone else who had a big game was Andy Isabella and he's been getting more involved over the last couple of weeks for them. Um, so yeah, getting 10 to 1, or sorry, 9 to 1 for him to score any time I thought was a decent outside shout, and that would be my one for this one. Um, but yeah, the more sensible one would be for me, the Cardinals getting 10. Um, but yeah, it should. I think it should be a fairly decent game for the neutral. Mm. Should be quite an entertaining one to watch. Sorry, um, sorry Adam, who, so, was, who was the 9 to 1 bet that you have going for? Sorry, I missed it. Uh, and, Andy Isabella. Isabella, yeah, cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, he finished with uh, catching three out of three for 78 yards last week yeah. and took his one reception for 88 yards in the touchdown two weeks ago against the 49ers. So mm. I think he seems to be finally settling into his role in that offense and seems to be getting the ball a little bit more. So mm. it'll be interesting because um, there's a few few wide receivers that they have there that like Trent Sherfield and Keyshawn Johnson that really aren't that good. So if Andy Isabella can get it going, it would be quite a nice thing for them. Mm. So I wouldn't be surprised if you got, try and get that going. Have you got the prices there in front of you for this game? 
Uh, who would you like? Debo, um, Debo Samuel. Uh, Debo, I believe, would probably be about two to one. I can get it very quickly. No uh, yeah, not off the top of my head. No, but um, I looked at him earlier, and he was quite, quite high up on the, um, the list. Uh, so I spent half of that, uh, the last 30 seconds to a minute, trying to think of a joke for our BBC, and I was trying to just think of this the way that the Norva has asked to put Channel 1 on or something, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not awful. It's not great. <laughs> it's not great, but it's not awful. Not awful. Um, 2.88 for Debo, so that's you're looking at yeah. which obviously makes sense when you look at the Sanders being, well, I assume Sanders is going to be out. He's either going to be out or limited, isn't he? Yeah, I don't think it'd be. I think it would suit up and be a game time. Yeah, I think, I think they've pushed okay. him up everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, even even the likes of Ross Twell, he's only three to one. It's just not really worth taking a couple of. Them. I mean, Kendrick Bourne's the one I would lean to. Mm. He's ten to three. Gives him some identity, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if only I knew some Kendrick Lamar songs, I could have said. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I think the Cardinals covered a spread. I would probably lean over, to be honest. Um, the Cardinals are covered in seven out of ten games this year. Um, they are six and four to the overs, including the last three. Mm. Sorry, no, the 49ers have gone over in the last three. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the Cardinals are covered. Andy Isabella, nine to one. All right, fair enough. Let's crack on with the rest of these. New England at Philadelphia, a big game for both teams here, really, for both for different reasons. Obviously, you mentioned New England and the number one seed, Philadelphia. Uh, you'd think need to keep pace with Dallas if they beat Detroit. Philadelphia, though, four point, uh, four point underdogs over under here, 44.5. This is, of course, a rare revenge game for Bill Belichick. Uh, a couple of stats here for you. Uh, New England are tw- uh, 20 and 9 after a loss uh, against the spread, uh, and 9 and 2 on the road against the spread off a bye. So, uh, obviously, good good stats there they new england we know we yeah it doesn't take a genius to work out that they bounce back after a bit of adversity philadelphia a bit of an up and down team they'll be without alshon jeffrey in this one he's out i think with an ankle industry uh, industry industry <laughs> injury um but yeah this is a philadelphia team they're quite hard to get right this year you know they're a team that have beaten green bay uh on th- you know on a short week in green bay but all you know also lost to detroit and atlanta this season as well so um jordan howard's a bit banged up so nfl uk obviously piped up when jay jay uh, got signed christian who uh but that probably points to a miles sanders game to be quite honest um but should be a good game but you probably expect new england to get it done i'm not so sure on that oh no, I, I wouldn't. I say I wouldn't back against the Patriots, but I have written up the Eagles in um, one of my many, many publications <laughs> this week. Um, yeah, both teams are four, five, and one in the last ten coming off a bye. Uh, obviously, that's in any location. As you say, the Patriots are very good on the road off a bye. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really tough one with both teams coming off a bye. It's a bit of a bit of a weird one to call. But mm-hmm. um, Alshon Jeffrey missing is a is a big loss for the Eagles. Um, and Jordan Howard, I believe, is questionable. Yeah. Um, as you say, I think it probably will mean more of a Miles Sanders game, which, excuse me, is good for the believers there. Um, the Patriots can't run the ball, but the, the Philly defense is very good against the run anyway. So you've got to expect probably an Edelman and Snoo kind of game for mm. the Patriots. The, the only thing is the Pats have been pretty awful this year. They've had such an easy schedule. They only They've only played one decent team. They lost it, so... It's, it's a really tough one to call. I'm surprised that, I, again, not really that surprised, but it's now four and a half as well, the line. Hmm. So, yeah, there's definitely been money for the Patriots as well, which which kind of makes sense. But I, I would lean to the Eagles, to be honest. Hmm. Um, I don't actually have anything on any kind of pop bets on this one. It's 
a weird one. There's not many prop bets out there, I assume just because of the... Jordan Howard, yeah. Yeah, the Jordan Howard and the Alshon Jeffrey stuff. I don't think the books have really paid much attention to who's going to be playing. So, yeah, no um, no, no bet on this one for me, actually. A very, very rare one, but I'd lean to the Eagles covering. And yeah. um, also unders. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it, really? I'd, say I'd probably try and capitalise on maybe any Miles Sanders prop bets that go up there, but say as to this point, really not anything up there yet. But uh, six, to, six to four any time if you... Uh, uh, it doesn't really get too much between the tackles, but if it's just Jay Ajayi and a croc Jordan Howard, then he might get a few more uh, on the ground as well. So we, we shall we shall see, but... Um... Yeah, okay, we'll move on. Yeah, here we go. Cincinnati, not a nine, travel to Oakland, five and four. Oakland, minus 12 on the handicap. Over under here is 48.5. I suppose it's one of those, and you look at how can you not take Oakland in, in this one. Uh, this is a Cincinnati team that have given up 171 rushing yards on average per game, give up 5.2 yards per carry uh, as well. And on the other side of the ball, you've got Josh Jacobs having a stellar season over 800 yards thus far. Um yeah, Oakland. The only thing I will say about Oakland is they've not won a game by more than eight points this season. So obviously that kills the, the minus twelve if that trend continues. Uh, but both defenses are actually quite awful in this one. I think uh, Oakland also bottom six or bottom seven, bottom eight in uh, DVOA on defense as well. So uh, probably like the overs. But I thought a forty-eight and a half was quite high considering you've got uh, Ryan Finley uh, at quarterback as well. So. Um, yeah, you, you have to question how many points Cincinnati can score. Though they did get a bit of the run game going last week. I did uh, intimate last week though that it could be that Baltimore so far ahead they just let everything go in front of them. But it was good. To, I always like to see Joe Mixon running. He's one of my favourite uh, running backs on the field, off the field. Uh, maybe not so much. But um, yeah, any any hope for your Bengals, uh, Adam? No. <laughs> right, moving moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, we've said it a couple of weeks in a row. The Raiders do give up a lot of big plays. Uh, whether Finley can take advantage of that is a, is a different thing. Uh, yeah, Mixon got 30 carries last week in a 39-point defeat, or sorry, 36-point defeat. We yeah. kicked a very late field goal. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they, yeah, basically they, they gave up and decided to just give the ball to the best player, which maybe they should have done that from the start of the season. Who knows? But, um, yeah, um, the only one I've got on this one is Auden Tate over 44 and a half. Oh, you love an eight, Auden Tate. <laughs> I, I do because he's always set around mid forties, uh, and when you're playing an, a pretty poor pass defense, uh, he's he makes some amazing catches. He's he's actually really yeah, free. he is. He he's is, been he is. really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, given how bad the Bengals have been, uh, the annoying thing for me this week is that this is one of the late games. Yeah. So I've only got a couple to kind of uh, to distract myself from what's going on in that game. So I'll, I'll probably <laughs> just keep um, probably keep red zone on that one and watch. A bit of oh, probably mainly the New England versus uh, Eagles game. I think yeah. that should be rather interesting, and yeah. the Cardinals 49ers should be a pretty interesting game as well. So yeah. I'll probably end up watching more of them two than the Bengals. Yeah. Um, again, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals covered the twelve, but then you look at what they did last week. You they can't, can't, you can't do it yourself, can you? No. No, I, I thought to be honest, we actually looked fairly decent on offense. There was some sustained drives. That Finley kept going and Mixon kept going, but it's just the defense is just that bad at the moment. It's it's, it's just awful. Mm. Okay, let's moving on to talking of awful. This one probably be an awful game. Chicago yeah. at the LA Rams. Why was this not flexed out uh, for the Philadelphia pits, uh, the Philadelphia game, or you know, even even something else? But uh, anyway, uh, four and five Chicago Bears who looked as hapless as they did not as they have done all season, but still beat the Detroit Lions. They travel to the Coliseum to face Jared Cough. Cough. Goff and the five and four bear, um, five and four Rams, six and five here. Six, oh God, 
My God, who's been drinking, you or me? 6.5 is the handicap here for the Rams. The over-under is 40. Um, like I say, ugly game this one. I don't think there'll be too many staying up for this one. Top five uh, defences on both sides in terms of DVOA. Um, Los Angeles Rams just struggled, didn't they, against the Pittsburgh pass rush uh, last week. So considering you know Chicago Bears don't have a too bad one, obviously Khalil Mack and all the rest of them. I know, know Akeem Hicks is there, but... Um, yeah, I mean, essentially, you do you, you follow the blueprint that Pittsburgh set last week, take away Cooper Cup, who had no catches uh, for the first time in a, a gazillion years, and uh, the LA Rams kind of crumble. So, um, yeah, inter- interesting set on this one. Uh, Todd Gurley's had no games of 20-plus touches this season so far, whereas the last four years he's always had at least eight. So, again, it's, it's a narrative we knew coming into the season in each of these games, but uh, it's obviously coming to fruition. I, again... Can't take any bets here. Don't like anything. Um, probably under forty, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. That's um, both teams are three and six to the unders. So um, six unders out of nine this season. Like you said, both top five defenses. Both of them have got a, well. The quarterbacks have been struggling on both sides. Obviously, we know about Trubisky, but the the horrible thing is the uh, the stats. The overline stats for both of them are fairly similar, which is quite worrying for Jared Goff, to be honest, because he is better than he's shown this year. But they just really haven't been good. Obviously, they failed outside in the cold in Pittsburgh last week. Um, the whole Cooper Cup thing killed me in fantasy. I lost the game, <laughs> mainly because of the zero points for him. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the Bears don't have a tight end. I believe um, Shaheen is out and Trey Burton's gone to IR. So you're looking at Braunecker, who scored last week. You can get 10 to 1 on him. Or Holtz. Um, I know them so well that I can't even remember Holtz's first name. <laughs> I think it's Johnny, but um, I don't know whether I'm thinking of someone else. Um, his, his first yeah, name's Hutton, Nuts, uh, Nutson. Lionel. Hey. Lionel Holtz. Uh, it's, um, yeah, 15 to 1, I think, I've got for him on 888. Uh, but yeah, the, the sensible bet here has to be the unders. It's, it's going to be a horrible game. Hmm. It's good for us in the UK because we don't have to wake up to stay or stay awake to watch it at one twenty in the morning. No, no. Annoyingly, I've got Monday off, so it's one that I could have watched. But um, yeah, I'll pass. I'll, hmm. I'll get some sleep. Hmm. Uh, okay, let's move on. Monday night football, then international game series, uh, international series game in Mexico. Just the two previous games uh, that have occurred in Mexico both featured the Oakland Raiders uh, winning against Houston twenty-seven to twenty, and then losing to New England thirty-three to eight. Obviously, no game last year due to the state of the pitch, but I'm in, reliably informed by some other podcasts that uh, nothing has gone on, on on that pitch since June. So, um, didn't want to obviously take any chances. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think ironically, it's probably going to be the most uh, home for advantage the Chargers are going to see all season uh, to be yeah. quite honest but um, again unfortunately for them four and six now done for the year pretty much uh, I can't see them winning out or I can't see them with them five game five out of six either so um, plus four is the line here for the Chargers over under is 52 I, I, the one that I like, the, the thing I like in here is probably all, yeah, get on all the Melvin Melvin Gordon props because this is a, a run, a Kansas City run defense that just got absolutely gashed by Derek Henry uh, in Nashville. I think he they give up 148 yards per game as well. That's uh, Cincinnati um, standards that one. But um, yeah, on the other side, Patrick Mahomes still, has, I think he threw for 440 yard yards last week, so he he's not missed a beat since he's missing these couple of games with the bad with the dislocated knee or whatever it was. Uh, but I probably lean to the considering what the Chargers should be able to do matchup wise uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll probably take them on the handicap and probably take the overs. Yep, yeah, yeah, I can, um, can't really argue with that to be honest. 
Um, it should be a high-scoring game. Um, obviously, it's in altitude. Yeah. You're looking at um, 1,400 feet above the height of Mile High in Denver. So everything suggests that there should be some big long field goals. There should be some high-scoring games, especially late in the game, because the defences, in theory, should tire out. So, yeah, it's... Um, it's, it's it should be a pretty decent game to watch for mm. the Monday night game, um, but I, I just don't know. To be honest, it's um, it's a weird one. I, I think the Chiefs should win. I think they should cover. I think it should go over, but I'm not entirely confident on anything. Mm. Um, as you say, it should be a Melvin Gordon game on the ground. They should just keep running him. He should tire out the rest of the um, Chiefs defense yeah. and keep things moving that way. Uh, but then again, Mikael Hardman, Tyree Kill should have decent games burning down the field because the ball travels quicker and farther and what have you through the air. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple of long bombs from um, Mahomes to mm. one of them too. Uh, my bet because of that is Tyree Kill evens to score a touchdown on Betfair. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of a weird one. I, I would like to think Damian Williams will do well uh, for the Chiefs. He should, in theory, be the main man again. I don't know whether McCoy has made the trip. Mm. I think he probably has. Um, but obviously he, he got most of the ball last week. Um, interesting to note that the Chargers were training altitude all week. So And they had the uh, Thursday night game the mm. week before, so True. they've had a little bit of extra recovery yeah, yeah. time, so they should yeah. be better to go. Yeah, But they're playing the Chiefs. So Yeah, yeah sure. the, the Chiefs' offensive line as well is a bit banged up. I think two of them are out, the starters are out, and I think there's a third one that's questionable as well. And it's obviously Melvin Ingram, Joe Bosa on the other side. Probably, again, mm. probably batches up quite well for the Chargers. Um, but anyone going to the game and getting up to no good, you can uh, join the Mile Mile High Club. Um, <laughs> shoot on that one in. Um, anything, uh, any, anything else as we end on that sour note? No, no, let's say just um, Tyreek uh, evens to score any time would be my one on that one. Other than that, there's no props out yet because obviously it's a Monday night game, so I can't really give you anything there either. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine Gordon's probably going to be about 70, mm. 70 to 80 on yeah. rushing yards. Yeah. Um, I'll take I, I would take over, but I'd be kind of worried about it. It's, it's yeah. one of those, it's it's a, probably it's it's going to be a little too high, yeah, yeah. to be honest, but he has been coming on the last couple of weeks. Yeah, certainly has looked himself. Okay, let's get out of here, Adam. Before we go, obviously, a reminder to everyone about the DraftKings. Yep, um, tdotips.com slash DraftKings. All the info's on there. If you look on my Twitter, I have the pinned tweet is um, a new deal for this week. You know, now only have to deposit $5 and you get a free $10 to play whenever you want. Um, so that's a pretty decent deal. It's half um, half of what it was last time, which is obviously pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, my my um, Twitter obviously is at Touchdown Tips. So if you go on there and if you do want to draft um, play DraftKings, which is one day fantasy football, if your league is over and you're dead in the water in there, you can go on there and try and win a bit of cash. Yeah, or I can win. I can win your cash because I won last week. Won. Yeah, Tim Tim won himself forty five dollars last week off his five entry, so Woo! he was pretty happy. Yeah. Um, and also, um, on the betting front, I hit my nap and next best, uh, which was very good for this new um, format. I mm. had uh, Lamar Jackson 2.3, 13 to 10, and Aaron Jones at 5 to 6. So that was a nice uh, double there. I think it was about 3.5 to 1. Mm. I got on that. Uh, and my nap for this week is Michael Thomas over 8.5 receptions. That is 1.9, 10 to 11 on Unibet. And Jameson Crowder over 4.5 receptions was 1.71, which I think was 8 to 11, also on Unibet. 
is my next best. They are my two best bets for this week. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Like, like, well, so I scroll through and try. My best bet of the week probably be Dallas minus six and a half if you can still find it. Although I'll probably take minus seven because you still uh, get the push. And then what should we pick for my next best? What else did I really? Really, really like, really, really, really like. I will have to go and find something because nothing that sticks out to me. Probably Josh Jacobs anytime. I don't know what, don't know what his price is, but... Um, yeah, it was low. <laughs> is it? Yeah, probably he's going to be in it. Um, okay, yeah, we'll put all those up on the website, 410yards.com, so don't forget to go and check out Adam's previews over at tdtips.com. That puts a lot of time and effort in, so do do it justice and go. Maybe not quite so much time and effort while I'm on a bit of a uh, family weekend away, so... <laughs> Shush. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Just Jacobs is one point five, so uh, one to two Ooh, to score any time. Right. So, yeah, won't be, I won't be putting, I won't be putting that out. But Jesus, no, um, right. may well be your best bet, but yeah, yeah probably not, not worth not, uh, not too to much two. of anyone's money. All right, uh, I'll go overs, overs in the Houston Baltimore game. Then there we go. That. Yeah, you get getting your ten to eleven on that yeah. one. Right, okay, we're going to put, I'm going to put those up now. But thank you all so much for joining us, Adam. Thank you for joining me once again, like you normally do. Really appreciate your the time that you bring us and all your good knowledge and all your good tips as well. That's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back in a couple of days to recap all of the... Well, no, I'll be back tomorrow, actually, with a special Britball podcast. So if you're a Britball fan out there, uh, go and give that a lesson. But generally, yeah, NFL will be back on Monday. So in the meantime, it's goodbye from Adam. Long live Miles Gavitt. <laughs> Yeah, it's goodbye from me. In the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's a bye-bye for now. A bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards. Or email the show, full10yards at gmail.com.